This is Soul Saturations, the podcast, a transformational container to activate the light within you. I'm Kendall Merritt, your host and the founder of Soul Saturations. We are here to deeply connect with soul-centered sensuality and sexuality in relationships, business, and life so you can access your power and remember your true presence. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Saturations, the podcast. I am so honored to introduce you to today's guest, and I would love to honor the woo and set the mood. So let's take a moment to close our eyes, take a few deep breaths, and tune into this container. So as you bring some awareness to your body, to the space around you, and the energy flowing through you and around you, today we want to focus and call in the energy of you. Looking at you as a whole, beautiful, perfect being in all that you are, all that you've been, and all that you choose to be. As you think about tuning into this energy of you, really connect with those things that feel constricting in your life that have held you back and kept you from showing up in your true power and presence. As you imagine this version of you in your fullest, brightest self, what would that look like? What would that feel like? And how can you connect with it? Know that you can connect with this energy at any time and only you can create this expression of you. We tune in to our guides, our team, our angels, our ancestors, and any high spiritual beings that you feel called to work with at this time. And we ask them to clear out, cleanse, and release any energy that is holding us back from shining in our highest and greatest good. We ask to show up and be of the most greatest radical truth and transformation at this time. And so it is. Okay. Welcome. Thank you. All right. So today we have a really amazing guest joining us from another country, which is I'm so excited about because I love our international friends. So today I want to introduce you to Michelle Coops, and we're going to talk all about being a brand rebel today. So Michelle, welcome. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm just so honored to have you as we were just chatting before we got started recording today. Um, Michelle and I connected in the Instagram rabbit hole world and have been connected for a little over a year now and we've been connected and showed up and we have this mutual like, oh my God, you're really cool. I want to hang out with you. And so we decided to set a podcast date. So here we are. (laughs) Here we are indeed. I'm really excited about this. Oh, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. So I would love for you to give us a little introduction in how you shine your light on the planet and what your story is and what makes you, you? Right. Where to start? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you feel called to. <laughs> right. So um, I'm looking at the world and I see all these amazing people, all these amazing souls who are on some level, all of us are still feeling like we need to adjust a little bit. Like we need to show up in a way that society tells us to. As if, you know, the rules outside of us, not our rules, not our truth, but, you know, the rules outside of us are determining how we need to lead our lives. And um, 
I'm looking at a lot of people who are not fully happy with that. They're not really feeling, feeling whole. And there is a level of, you know, feeling stuck or mm -hmm. tied up kind of like there's this contraction and I am no different, obviously. But the thing is, you know, we've grown so accustomed to adjusting our behavior and doing whatever society tells us to or expects us to that we've forgotten to really own our sovereignty and to really show up in a way that serves us, our essence and our soul. And um, if there's anything that I've always been fascinated about, or no, let's put it like this, like a theme in my life is to explore my own sense of autonomy. Um, and as anyone else out there, usually the theme that you know, you're know you presented with in this life and that you need to explore is something that you have the biggest lesson to learn in yourself as well. So that, that's no different for me. Um, for me, it's, I, I merge that with something else that, I'm, that is really me. I'm, very, I'm a very expressive being. Actually, we all, we, we're all expressive beings. I mean, we are an expression of the universe itself. So, and I'm fascinated by that. So how can we merge these two? Like, how can we express ourselves in such a, um, an autonomous way so that we really do justice to who we truly are on the inside while also serving the world with, you know, we, who we are with our purpose, which is also one of, our, one of the ways in which we express ourselves. And I really believe that um, the more we center ourselves, um, the more we're able to center ourselves in our own sovereignty, the better we can show up for others. And that doesn't mean that we are disconnected or anything, but I do really believe that, you know, if we really, we let go of all the expectations and we um, allow ourselves to live life in our own terms, and we lead our lives, like with a capital L, yes. <laughs> we become <laughs> leaders, <laughs> that this will benefit all of us. Mm. And it will benefit every part of our lives. Like it, it will influence how we show up in our business, but also in our love life, in our friendships, in our parenting, in every decision that we make by taking responsibility and, you know, really, you know, embracing basically all parts of us, including the shit. <laughs> so, oh. um, <laughs> so, all of it. <laughs> all of it. Mm. All of it. And well, uh, you asked me about my story. So, and like I said, I have a lot to learn <laughs> when it it's comes a journey, to journey, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a journey, exactly. I think that I was confronted with, you know, what it really truly means to be. No, let me put it. I'm gonna take a step back. Um, I think it was about 16 when, at some point, I started asking myself questions. Um, so just a little bit of background information. I grew up with my mother and my sister. My parents were divorced, divorced from, well, I think it was eight or something. Um, and at some point when I was 11, my mother decided to join a cult. She needed community. She was just looking for some kind of meaning in life. So I fully get that at that point in life, she was very, yeah, much influenced by that kind of, yeah 
thought patterns mm. dogma. <laughs> anyway, so for from 11 to 16, my life was actually very much determined by the life in that church. And that meant that they decided the rules. Like there was no space for our own opinion. There was no space for our own, yeah, living life on our own terms. We were supposed to follow the rules of the community. And at some point, I, they told me that the friends in high school, for example, they weren't my real friends because they were worldly or immoral or they lived in sin or whatever. You know, there was a lot of judgment around that. And I didn't get it. At some point, I was like, yeah, well, you can say all of that, but it's not what I see. It's not my truth. Actually, they encouraged me in, in, um, you know, in the different classes that I took, especially social studies. They encouraged me to, you know, create my own opinion and to stand up for my beliefs and to look at my own values in life. So I was 16 when I started doing that. Like, hey, what's important to me? How do I want to live my life? What, is, what do I want to experience? And I was quite young to ask myself those questions, but I knew one thing. And that was that the church and that whole cult wasn't part of my future. So um, that was my first uh, conscious decision of how I wanted to, you know, step into that autonomy. The thing is that as soon as I told my mother, she obviously was freaking out. <laughs> because she was told that as soon as you leave the church, you, they, I mean, they brainwashed her big time. They, she was told that I would go to hell and, you know, that was like, ah, it was huge disaster. So she was really scared at that point. And, um, well, um, long story short, eight months later, she was basically told by the pastor of that church that it would be better to find a way to let me move out. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, the situation, yeah. So uh, what happened is that at some point during a huge fight, I uh, basically said, you know, in this case, I'm going to go, um, if these are the rules that you want me to live by, that's just not, not my life anymore. And I ended up on the, well, not on the streets. I found a place to live, but I moved out and I was pretty young. You know, I was 17. And what I learned from that experience was that as soon as I stand up for my beliefs, and I decide what is right for me, then the people closest to me, my mother, for God's sake, <laughs> are going to reject me for that. Mm. And in fact, I'm going to lose my whole sense of safety mm. uh, because of that. And that's when my struggle started to actually really stand up for myself and to really choose the life that I want to lead because, you know, I have learned <laughs> firsthand that that would be dangerous literally dangerous wow. so that's my story <laughs> ah, well thank you so much for openly and vulnerably sharing your story because there is such a shred of truth for so many people and you've had a extreme version of it and you know even from my personal experience I know that there is that sense of fear of like if I show up and I'm I'm saying, hey, I'm going to be a sex coach. I'm going to talk about sexuality for a living. My family is like, what the fuck are you doing? And there is that, that uh, you know, the risk of completely losing that sense of safety. And so being able to 
pull it full circle to where you say it was like have that sense of sovereignty and autonomy and inner sense of safety by being fully whole in who you are is that's the gift is like, yes, I am going to talk about sexuality because I do believe that that's the doorway to finding our whole selves. And so being able to honor that and say, even though it makes you uncomfortable, this is what I believe to be true. And this is a part of who I am and how I show up. And I just really honor that you create space for all people to do that. And that's how you get to really bring this magic to life in your world. So I absolutely honor you for that. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for creating that space. And I think that we, you know, we all have stories like this. Uh, we've all gotten to a place in our lives where we are rejected for who we are or for what we believe, or at least we feel that there is a risk of, you know, losing something or being judged. And I think it takes courage to, at some point, I mean, to say that it's only about confidence would be a little bit too simplistic if you ask me, because to build that confidence, we need practice and to do it and do it over again. And initially we need some sense of courage to, yeah, own that part of ourselves, own all parts of ourselves. And uh, the way that you're doing that, for example, by, you know, being one of the leaders in the industry um, in, a, in a topic that is so, so, so important for our whole humanness, you know, for us, us as human beings, <laughs> something is so overlooked, um, if you ask me, <laughs> or stigmatized. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And there's so much, so much misunderstanding around sexuality. And so... Um, yeah, for women to stand up and do that, women like you, like me, you know, to lead our tribe. Mm. Mm. So yummy to see that and so mm. much courage. So, Thank yeah. Yes, well, and I do believe it does take a sense of courage. And, you know, you said it, it can feel like there's the risk of losing everything. But then if you look at that and you say, are you really losing it? And what are you gaining in return if we hold on to things so tightly? Uh, that things are that aren't aligning us or serving us and it's also sometimes recognizing that you have to let go to be able to create so much more abundance and magnetism in your own life and that took courage for you to stand up to your mother of all people like the woman who birthed you onto this planet to be able to say you know I'm just not aligned with this this doesn't feel true to me and that does take a huge amount of courage and at 16 17 years old that's light years beyond what a lot of people could ever imagine for themselves. So it does take courage. Mm. It does, it does. And you're right, you know, it's about what you're gaining as well. And another way to reframe that fear of rejection or judgment is what are you um, losing by not doing it, by not taking the step? Because you're so ignoring yourself and losing all that potential that you have within yourself by holding on to that sense of safety or not wanting to, you know, like, um, maybe what's the word? Um, not wanting to offend anyone, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you hide yourself, you hide those parts of yourself and you don't step up for what you really believe in. And you don't take that step to, for example, start that business. I love that. So, and I think that's part of the way that you show up is you help people really own their message and own that truth for them. And 
not being worried about offending somebody because that is part of your unique message. So tell us a little bit about how you get to play in that juicy and delicious space of sharing people's messages. Right. So um, I've always been someone who loves words. Mm -hmm. I just love telling stories from early onwards. Like I think the first story that I wrote was when I was six. <laughs> so, um, and that led to a career as a copywriter where I felt like my mission was to tell stories. That was my mission back then. Let me put it that way. <laughs> um, I loved it. I just love telling other people's stories and really getting their message out there. And at some point I also realized that it's not just the story, but also the way that you convey it, the way that you put it out there and the way that you show up. I mean, it's not just the words and it's not the, just the message, but it's you as a person and your energy behind it. Mm. I saw how so many entrepreneurs and companies I was working in, in, in the business world first, um, how they were not really fully showing up in the way that they can. Cause you know, if you really want to get that story out there and that message out there, um, it's about the energy first and you know, um, what do you really express? Mm -hmm. We express in so many different ways. So I felt that there was a kind of discrepancy there. There was something lacking. So um, that's when I decided, you know, that message, it needs to be aligned with what you really believe on the inside and how you, you know, want to show up in life. So it's about values. It's about, you know, your talents. It's about, those amazing qualities that you have within yourself and it's about that dream that you have for the world and when you really connect all the elements then the message becomes so much stronger you know and you forget about what's business-like or what's appropriate and you just get your message out there using swear words or whatever you need to do to you know <laughs> uh, get it out there and you know I get a lot of criticism for that because sometimes I will use the words fuck and I don't know what and I know that I can say it right here so not everyone's like that you know but I just don't want to apologize for you know being expressive like that it's not something that I'm doing on purpose but you know, I'm unapologetic, so I will say whatever the fuck I want to say and how I want to express myself because, you know, in daily life, we all use that kind of language anyway. And that's something that I saw is like, I saw so many people that thought that they needed to adjust mm -hmm. so much who they were and their language and it becomes fake, you know, they're not showing their personality. They're not showing their values or who they truly are through their language, through that message. And then it, there's a, an incongruency almost, you know, it just doesn't align. And what people can sense that you, they oh. can sense that something is fake when it doesn't line up. So the more we just own who we are and all own all parts of ourselves, instead of, you know, adjusting to the boxes we supposedly need to fix fit in, then our mes message becomes so much stronger. We start embodying it and really living it, living that message. So yeah, that's what I still feel. It's still related to message. Like I've always had something that I love that message is not just about a pretty picture on Instagram. No, what do you have to bring here? What, how can you educate people? How can you encourage them? How can you inspire them? How can you entertain them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> 
so many mm. things that we can do. And yeah, it's about the energy that we put out first. It's our personality as well as the message. Yes. Oh, I love that. So, you know, I think in the space that you and I both show up in, but in the work that I do in helping people come back to their sexuality, there is so much shame and like, well, if I, if I embrace this, what are people going to think and all, all the things. Um, but it's really looking at, okay, how do we start the journey? How do we start to give ourselves the permission to start to explore and say, well, how do I want to show up? Who do I want to be? And how do I start to let go of some of those shackles or kind of things that are holding us back? So what, what do you think is a great place for people to start to be able to say, okay, I can give myself this permission? Oh, that's a really good question, actually. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. That was divinely guided. I don't even have that written down. <laughs> Can I come up with a straightforward answer? Because there's so many it could be, Well, let's pull all the elements in. Let's yeah, take exactly. them all. <laughs> all right. You're going to love parts of this. <laughs> um, so where do you start? Well, I think that Stephen Covey, you know, with his seven habits of highly effective people, when he says start with the end in mind, I really believe that that is a very strong message. Like we really want to go to the end of our life and how, what kind of life do we want to look back on? You know, how do we want people to talk about us? Um, you know, when we're dead <laughs> or maybe Not how do we want to share about our lives to our grandchildren or great grandchildren about the things that we've done, how much impact we've made, um, and I think that that is a really powerful question to start with. Who do I really want to be? How do I want to look back onto my life and know that, you know, I didn't chicken out, for example, that I actually did what I had to do here, um, lived up to my potential, even though that sounds super cliche because everyone's always like, yeah, you got to live your potential. But it really is about that. You know, what's, what's, What's in there, in you, inside of you, you know? How can you really own that? And it doesn't mean that we have to be perfect and just step over our own boundaries the whole time and stretch. I mean, I do believe in stretching ourselves, but in a, you know, take, honor that pace, yeah. honor yourself. Um, so that would be number, number one. And then what's also important in really, you know, <sighs> I believe that this has to do with inner work and owning your juiciness. Because mm. <laughs> yeah. um, remind me, what was the question again? We were talking about, you know, how you can do that, right? How you can how do you just start yourself, where to start, yeah. exactly, where to start. Well, it starts with that fire within us, with that energy, that life force energy within us. I really believe that that is the fuel that will get us going. And as soon as you've really felt that, and we've all felt that life force energy, that fire, that ecstasy, that bliss, that, mm, that yummy, blissful feeling, we know what that's like. The thing is that a lot of people don't feel it. Usually it's tucked away or it's like, there's, there's like a, a blockage. Or it's people. And then they push it down. They're like, ooh. Yeah. There's a lot of judgment around that, you know, because, yeah. you know, if I really let that energy flow through my body, 
then what are people going to think? Because there is this huge thing around sexuality and sensuality there that, you know, we cannot show that, especially not in our work lives. Right. Or only to some degree, because we need to wear a beautiful pencil dress or whatever we need to wear, as if that defines our femininity or sensuality, even as a, as a man, it's not about what gender here, but you know, as if there's only a limited part that is okay for us to show, but not really fully owning it. And I think that once we do that, and I'm pretty sure that you, <laughs> that you, you can uh, relate to this. Once we do that and we increase that energy, we allow that to circulate. We can access it at any time, at, at any point, because I felt that by owning my sensuality, my femininity, my sexuality, and feeling really free in that part of my life, that it spills over in other parts. I mean, just think of it, you know, when, when you've really made love to your partner or lover or whoever, um, and it's really good and you really connect on a deep level and it's nourishing, it's juicy, it's sparkly. Mm. That gives us that glow. It really makes us feel very fulfilled. So I'm not talking about something that is, you know, um, that actually depletes us. I'm talking about the real nourishing spiritual connection, that beautiful, even if it's just physical, can still be very, very nourishing. Let's not judge that. Yeah. Um, but that feeling within ourselves of feeling so alive it's like you can move mountains afterwards. And mm. this is not just tied to our sex life, obviously. We can actually increase that feeling, that sexual energy, and allow that to flow in every part of our lives. Mm. I think that that is, once we connect with that, when we connect with that, anything's possible. Anything is possible. Oh, I couldn't agree more. That was like chills down my spine. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um and that's that's the magic it is like when we can really connect with that like beautiful life force creative energy and as you said it's not just sexual but yes we can tap into it through that sexual energy and that becomes the doorway to open all different areas and um I love like having people think differently about sex and sexuality and sexual energy to look at it. Cause as we said, it, it, it starts with energy, our, our energy and how we show up, how we communicate, how we dress, how we feel, all those things. It starts with that energy. So giving people permission to say, this is like that juicy, yummy, delicious, creative life force energy that gives you the confidence and clarity and how to show up in the world. And in a lot of places, it's still like, Ooh, that's too much. Mm. Right. Especially like thinking in the work world and like how to show up and how to find that balance of, okay, how do you be fully radically unapologetically fucking authentic in who you are, but also people look at it and they're like, well, I have to make a living. I have to go to this job. I have to do all these things. So where's, where's the doorway to, I'd, I hate to say balance because it's never, it's never about balance, but it's about wholeness, right? So how do you teach people to embody the wholeness of who they are in places where it's maybe not as accepted? Right. So we have all these different archetypes inside of us that we can access at any point, all these different parts, qualities, flavors, whatever you want to call it. 
And usually I work with different archetypes that we can always step into kind of mm. like, it's like putting on a hat. Yep. Um, and I believe that in the workplace, many of us put on the hat of the authority a lot. Like we have to be an authority in our field, right? That's mm. what we're being told. So we got to be taken seriously. We cannot risk our credibility out there. And that is great, you know, because the whole, that authority, their, our inner authority, that's one of the archetypes. So he's focused and um, has a lot of knowledge. Um, and that's great. But we have so many other archetypes within ourselves uh, as well. So, and I believe that it's about balancing them. So owning our inner masculine, owning our inner feminine, which we all, every human being has that masculine and feminine energy and balancing those energies within ourselves. And obviously there are several archetypes that represent the masculine. There are several, several archetypes that could represent the feminine. And by creating, by consciously developing those different archetypes, they're just, they're just a tool. They're just a portal, basically like a, a, a gateway to develop these qualities within ourselves. Um, that's what I believe. So for example, if I would for at some point focus on my inner adventure, like, Hey, I feel like I'm never taking a lot of risk. I'm playing it too safely. How about I consciously connect with my inner adventurer because my inner adventurer is courageous and, you know, gets out there wants to have fun and explore the world and then see, you know, how can I do that? How could I put that into practice? that adventurous side of me and then think of activities that go with that. All right. So could I, for example, do something that I usually don't do, like go for an indoor skydiving thing or an outdoor real skydiving. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and if that's too scary for you, well do anything that you do something new, you know, something that you haven't done before, something that's going to stretch you, challenge you a little bit, but it might be really, really fun. So you don't know the outcome. And that could be a way to develop that inner adventure within yourself. Now, we have all these other archetypes as well. So, for example, by if you would want to bring in more femininity or sensuality, let me put it that way, sensuality, um, then maybe connect with your inner Aphrodite, as I like to call her. It's your inner goddess or your inner god. Well, even, even a guy has, a, you know, has an inner yeah. goddess. So yeah, connect with that, you know, how can you, and maybe you wouldn't show that directly in, in the workspace. I mean, you don't just want to stand there in your lingerie or anything, but um, at least do the work at home, connect with that part of yourself, self-pleasure, for example, or, um, you know, dance in the morning, get up in the morning and just dance because, you know, that way you put yourself in, this, in, a, in a state of being that will, you know, propel you into the day where you started with your sensual parts, with your sensual energy. And that might help to actually bring in that energy in different parts. So if we make space for all these different archetypes during the day, not just one, because that's the thing, it's too one-sided usually. And then we create balance. So it's not only about being that sensual uh, goddess, but it's also about owning the lover or the mother within us, the mm -hmm. one who cares, the one who's vulnerable, 
the one who's very, you know, all about connecting. And that could create more, more wholeness mm. and become more genuine, you know, instead of we, if you just only bring out one archetype, it'll feel very imbalanced. That's usually when it becomes too much. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Great answer. Mm, that's a, it's definitely a homework piece is to say like, okay, who are your inner archetypes and how do you want to start to define them? And what does that look like for you? And it doesn't have to look like anybody else's adventures, inner God or goddess. It, it's for you. And so I think for the people listening, that's your homework. Go develop your inner archetypes. What does that look like? <laughs> yeah. And what can you do in your, in your free time to embrace those archetypes? And how can you embody it? Like for me, my inner goddess, I embody that part of me by, for example, well, my hair is important to me. <laughs> hey, me too. Gotta show off my curls. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I stopped dyeing my hair a couple of years ago and I am, I'm 38 right now and my hair is pretty gray. I have some gray streaks uh, and I'm loving it. Yeah. Love that. I love that. I've, I haven't dyed my hair in like probably five or seven, five to seven years or so. And like I'm 31 and my grays are coming in and they don't curl the way the rest of my hair curls. So sometimes I'm like walking on and there's like a wah, like crazy wild gray sticking out. I'm like, that's my inner wisdom and light. So pay attention. <laughs> exactly. And I feel that that is a big part of my inner goddess. So I just let my hair grow. I don't cut it anymore. I don't dye it anymore. I do nothing. For me, I feel more like a goddess without any makeup, for example, as well. But that's a personal choice. And um, that's just how I like to express that part of me at the moment. And I might change again, obviously. So, and we all have different ways of doing that. So for me to embody that is also with my clothing. And uh, that's something that I do choose. Um, so yeah, we all have different ways. Ooh, I love that. And I love that you can change your mind just because that serves and honors you today doesn't mean that. So today I was like, okay, I'm going to put some lipstick on because it's going to make me feel more awake and alive and ready to rock. And there's other days where I don't want to fucking put lipstick on and that's okay too. Like it's all about knowing what makes you feel that archetype or that energy and that flow. And uh, I just love it. Mm. Okay. Well, there's so many ways that we can go in this conversation and I just really, really love that. So, um, we kind of touched on this like inner goddess and sensuality. So I want to dive, dive into the pool of how sexuality and personal branding really merge together to create one and what your experience has been personally and with clients. So wherever you want to kind of go <laughs> jump in anywhere. <laughs> So um, looking back at the way I built my own personal brand in the past, I think that, no, I know <laughs> that my branding at some point was very one-sided as well. Like I was very, and that had to do with several things happening in my life and my personal situation, but I was very much in my masculine. So and for people who are new to this terminology, I think that you've talked about this and <laughs> obviously. It's okay. It's always worth repeating because people are like, exactly. oh, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. The qualities that I emphasize a lot 
and they're great qualities, don't get me wrong, but it was around focus and results and, you know, pushing through. Um, yeah, I was very goal oriented, kind of like, and it was a very, it was very much about taking action all the time, like manifesting, manifesting, manifesting. And that meant that at some point I was kind of ignoring my own boundaries. I was ignoring my need for nourishment and for, for love. And I was closing my heart. I was very much in my, up here in my mind, like the higher chakras. Um, because I thought, you know, that is something that society values. They want to know that we have the knowledge, not necessarily the wisdom, but the knowledge. Mm. and it felt very out of balance for me at some point so how did I start developing my inner goddess and all of that in my own brand is I guess because this was this was also rela related or linked to my personal life like I just said I was in a relationship where that was very imbalanced mm. where I was very much a in my masculine there as well. So that kind of, yeah, imbalanced me in every part of my life. Yeah. And I wasn't that, I wasn't fully aware about that. I did feel it like I'm always very much about my masculine, blah, blah, blah. And still, ah, I wasn't really able to change it, like mm -hmm. really change it. At some point, the relationship we broke up, um, we got divorced actually. Um, mm -hmm. And immediately after, I fully owned my own femininity again. And I was like, you know what? This is my time. I'm going to really honor that part of myself because, you know, I do not want to make the same mistake in any future relationship. And I really want to feel whole again. So I started nourishing myself. I started doing a lot more self-care and consciously committing to Tantra, for example. Something that I felt for years, like I knew that that was my path. And sure, I did some workshops every now and then, but there were so many things happening in my relationship that I allowed myself to not go that, that way, to not take that path. That was my mistake at that point. But yeah, it was my path. So <laughs> it is what it is, right? And then I felt I, at some point after that relationship, I did feel the space like, hey, now's the time. So for me, committing to that, to living a tantric life, which is obviously about so much more than the bedroom. Mm. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yes, um, yes. But I loved, I was participating in this workshop a couple of months ago. Mm. Um, that was in the time when we actually, we were actually allowed to have some workshops. <laughs> now oh, everything's back going when. Imagine when. Imagine <laughs> when. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was, and this beautiful tantric teacher was talking about, how Tantra is about making love to life. Yeah. Fuck yes. That's it. That's it for me. That's actually how I feel like I've been living my life for like ever. Always wanting to get the best experience out of everything. Like really owning it. Like grabbing life by the balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Harry on this one. <laughs> exactly. Harry. <laughs> and... Yeah, and that really resonated with me because I was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's what being a goddess to me also means, like really owning that and owning my full femininity as well as my masculinity, but balancing the both. So um, committing to that a couple of years ago was like finally giving myself permission to be vulnerable 
to not always have to be the strong one. Because, you know, I had learned to be in that survival mode and I would take care of things on my own. And it was actually, mm. this, it, there, there was a lack of balance there because I was really not good at leaning in. I wasn't good mm. at surrendering because, you know, mm. that would, how could, could I keep control? How could I stay in control of things that if I would surrender, if I would really just let go and trust? Ooh. I really had to learn that like yeah to just trust that everything's going to be fine even when I let go of control mm. and that really helped me to drop into my femininity and then of mm. course I danced I started dancing a lot more consciously mm. consciously moving my body using the body as an entrance mm. to all those different parts of myself mm. and that's what I incorporate in my in my work as a personal branding coach right now as well like a lot of um, experts out there, they will talk about personal branding as being uh, a profession that is about, you know, your Instagram success. It's about, you know, getting clients in, it's about money. And again, this is very masculine. It's very result oriented, something that I used to do. And I feel that that doesn't do any justice to our inner feminine who really just wants to create some sense of meaning and who wants to contribute and, you know, nourish and care for clients. And ah, there's so many other energies that we can put out there. Mm -hmm. So by, by honoring that part in ourselves as well, we can create a lot more wholeness in the way that we present ourselves in our personal branding. It'll feel more complete. People will feel that as well. So I don't know if that answers your question because I've been oh, talking a lot, but no, no, yes. I mean, this is just such a beautiful conversation. I think, you know, what I love about that is it's, it, it starts with having that awareness, right? We have to tune in and check in with ourselves to be like, how am I feeling? Does this feel good? Does this feel okay? Am I feeling in total full body? Yes. Like tantric, like all those centers in our body lit up. Fuck yes, absolutely. But if we're not checking in with ourselves, if we don't have that awareness to be like something's out of whack, out of alignment and feeling constriction, in my heart space or my sex center, whatever that may be, we have to start there. But then it's giving yourself the permission to say, okay, like what is going to make me feel more in balance? And I think that so much of society and the world today is here. It's what are the results? What is your what are your credentials? Why should you be the one to do this? And da 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 da. But it's like, oh, I've got the wisdom. I love that. That's like, I just like had a little side note moment of like, oh, I'm gonna go real deep into knowledge versus wisdom here. <laughs> like that's gonna podcast coming soon. Um, but really being able to say, okay, how do I drop out of the minds and the overthinking and the overanalyzing? and use our body as our inner compass that way to be able to say fuck yes i am living in alignment and as you said the body is really that that doorway to be able to live in full alignment whether you identify as a man or a woman or none of those things your body is still that doorway to be able to live in full alignment and that's the power and that's where you know showing up, doing this work and making a space where people can say, it's okay to connect with your body in the, that way. It's yes. not wrong. It's not bad. It is very right. Like it is all the things good. 
um, to be able to dance, to move, to create a, a space for full expression and tapping in and awareness to come full circle. How do you have full bodied awareness and living a tantric life is so many elements of our experience and being able to just anchor that in, in whether that's your career or raising your children or cooking a meal. And I think you just posted something on Instagram a couple of days ago about like attention and intention and the way that you make your coffee in the morning. And it's, it, that's a beautiful experience. Yeah, that's it. And you just touched upon something that really kind of summarizes what why this is so important in your personal branding because you said something about you know your full expression and how when you dance that's an expression you know you move your body and that's the thing you know when you're putting yourself out there and you're showing up into this world in your relationship in your business that is your personal brand you know that is your energy is out there and by allowing that energy within yourself to flow so that you can actually express it in an authentic way and with the with all that juiciness, you know? And that's why I believe that dancing is such a beautiful entrance because it, it actually changes your inner state. Mm -hmm. And that is how when we connect with our bodies, when we dance, when we self-pleasure, when we meditate, when we do all these oh, yummy things, even when we eat our food, you know? And we really use all of our senses then we can express more authentically, more, yeah, a lot more juice, definitely. And that is, in the end, how we create an experience for our clients or for the people that we interact with. It doesn't have to be clients. It's even the people in our family or, or our friends, you know, they experience us. They will perceive us in a certain way. And it's not just about pleasing them. That's not why I'm saying that you need to, you know, show up in a, in, in a different way to just please them and give them a, a nice experience, but also because it really serves us on the inside. It really serves who we are. Mm. You know, really influencing the state that we're in is a big part of how we show up into this, in, in this world. And what is important here is to realize that we don't just do this to please others, you know, just because, you know, it benefits them so that we can influence their perception of us or so that they feel comfortable because then we would be in a people-pleasing mode. So that's mm. not what I'm talking about, not just that. I'm also talking about doing justice to who we are. You know, and because it feels, you know, we can either choose to stay in this state of contraction when we're, when we're stuck in our minds, for example, but when we use our body and we dance and we self-pleasure and we do all these amazing things to activate our energies within our bodies, it, we will glow from the inside out. And it sounds super cliche when I'm saying it like that. Like, yeah, you're radiating from the inside out. But it does happen like that. Oh, you do! <laughs> so it's a cliche for a reason, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and how amazing that that way, because we are radiating that from the inside out, because we're so connected to our hearts, to our pussies, <laughs> mm -hmm. or whatever parts of our, all parts of ourselves, when we're so connected to our, our sensuality, that we can actually become that magnet, we become that light, and we start spreading that energy. People will, will pick up on that. Because, and that's something that, it's a little bit weird to say that about me, but it's something that I've just heard from other people that, you know, you have this energy about you and I really want to be in your presence or something. Yeah. 
it's that and I really believe that we can activate that because it's it does justice to us and it will also positively influence others to aliven them to revive them and to mm. give them this gift of that you know that life energy that juiciness yeah that's the magnetism piece like people talk about manifesting versus magnetizing things and it's like when I believe that the magnetizing piece is truly being you in that full expression whether it's it's that internal state that influences the external state and that's when things just will come into your life and it's not so much manifesting as like going outwards to pull things in it's like well, I want to magnetize. So I, I do um, a little group coaching with one of my girlfriends and we talk about magnetizing an ideal partner and people are like, what the fuck does that mean? And it's like, you got to know it from within that you are so fucking worthy of all those things that you desire. And you've got to feel good first before you can attract that partner or lover or career, whatever the fuck it is that you truly desire you can write it down you can try to manifest it as much as you want but if you're not embodying it that's that's that next piece and so ooh, i just love that that's a beautiful way to pull it through mm. yeah, you raised it brilliantly it's all about that the power of magnetizing when it comes to you naturally because people actually really want to connect with you they want to be around your energy you know they want to and it's not just for everyone. I mean, our energy will not attract everyone because mm -hmm. we, do not, we do not have to please the entire world. It's about becoming that magnet and attracting the people that we resonate with. And that's why it's so important to actually put out and express ourselves authentically and what I call revelishly so that people can recognize that, so that they can see that, okay, so she's all about, you know... Um, um, caramel flavored ice cream with spices, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's my kind of flavor as well. And then mm -hmm. there's someone else who has a different kind of flavor and we need oh. to put ourselves out there so that our tribe can find us. Mm. I love that. And I think that's a beautiful opportunity for everyone, whether you're an entrepreneur in business or you're just a human being on the planet. It doesn't matter that, that really, if you can, show up rebelliciously, then you get to attract that tribe. So let's close there. Let's close out with Revelicious. Tell us a little bit about the Revelicious tribe and how people can connect and show up and why would somebody want to show up? I think that's the place to start. Why do you want to show up Revelicious?ly And then how do we get there and connect with our tribe? Yeah, so Revelicious to me doesn't mean rebellious. A lot of people sometimes confuse that. Um, so it's not about being stubborn for the sake of being stubborn and just going against all rules and blah, blah, blah. You know, I can do things on my own. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about really living your life on your own terms because you connect with your heart because it does justice to who you are, because you really feel it, not because you simply want to res re resist because then you're still putting something outside of yourself. It's like an external reaction. So no, it's about you regardless of others. All right. So someone who's rebellious is autonomous, connected to their hearts. And it's all with a yummy twist. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> and 
yeah, <laughs> something juicy, you know, it's, mm. yeah, it's yummy. And yeah, how to connect, how to do that. Well, how to, are you talking about, you know, how to connect with me, for example, or what is it exactly that you want me to, how you want me Let's to Let's go into how do people connect with that yumminess for themselves yeah. first. Yeah. Right. All right, so what I would do, um, well, it's again the archetypes. Like, mm. what does my inner magician look like? Um, what does my inner goddess look like? And just write words around that. What activities match with, you know, with that part of me? And what's important to me in the different areas of my life? So for example, my love life, what's important to me here? How do I want to show up in my love life? Are there any non-negotiables or, um, I mean, that's important, right? Yep. <laughs> what do I want to experience in my love life? Mm, how can I challenge myself here? And by knowing that and just getting very clear on that, you can actually start living it. But you got to have that clarity first, right? To know what you want, what you want to experience and what's important to you. And um, like you said, it doesn't really matter whether that's in your business life or in your love life, because I truly believe, and that's why I call it love-based personal branding, because it's also, it's about anything. It's not just from the heart, but also because you can brand yourself in your love life and relationships. Um, because it's about who, being true to yourself. So you got to get clear on that. You got to know who you want to be, how you want to show up, what's important, the values, and what you want to experience. You have to do the work. <laughs> I mean, that's the journey in it. And I, I loved this. I was coaching a client the other day and she was like, I thought I had done this already. I thought I had done this work already. I, All it right. I stops. love it. it. Exactly. It never stops. And this is why this important, this is, what you're doing, what I'm doing, and why people need to need professionals to guide them sometimes to really have another new point in your life where, like, where you're like, okay, so the old me who I've been so far has gotten me where, where I am right now. But if I want to get to a new me, I'm going to need some conscious guiding, you know, I'm going to have to make some new decisions. And it's all about awareness, like you said, you know, about becoming aware of what you want. Mm -hmm. And it we all have blind spots. We have huge blind spots to our, you know, our potential, where we are, what we're doing. So we need those people like you to coach us, you know, um, and to take us to that next level and really own that new part. Yes. I, I mean, I personally never want to be without a coach because we do have blind spots and it doesn't matter if you're just showing up in life and whether it's business or relationships, you know, I think that that's a really interesting perspective is that, you know, I love the way that you've brought it together because people are like, Oh, I can invest in my business, but they don't always think to invest in their love life or their relationships or their sexuality. And to be able to say it's all one and the same, it's your personal brand. So mm. it is, it is. And let's be honest, investing in yourself and your sexuality is going to, it's the, it's the foundation. Like totally, you carry yourself all around you around all the time. 
Yeah. You yes, can't get definitely. away from it. <laughs> you can't get away from yourself. You're the vehicle. Well, yep. investing mm-hmm. in that whole humanness, including your sexuality, which is such a vital part of our humanness. I mean, looking at the pyramid of Maslow, it's the base. Yeah, like, the f- right there. <laughs> right there. Oh, oh gosh. That's I love what you're doing. <laughs> mm. And to you, I absolutely love, love, love the way you show up, the way that you create so many beautiful doorways for people. Um, So tell us about all the ways that you show up. How can people connect with you? You have so many incredible offerings. So tell us a little bit, shameless plug, pitch yourself, shine your light. We're here to hold the space, babe. All right. So, well, definitely one of the most accessible platforms to connect with me would be Instagram, which is where we connected, obviously. So that would be at Michelle Coops, but you have the link. I'm sure that you're going to put it somewhere. We'll put it all in the show notes. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. So um, that's one of the biggest. Now I have an app actually. So if you would go to the app store or the play store, it doesn't matter. And you type in be a brand rebel or just brand rebel, it will show up. And it's a free app where I just, you know, I include a lot of content, uh, courses. There's a membership even if you would want to become a member. Um, I absolutely love connecting with people on Facebook as well. So, um, on different ways. Um, but yeah, the app is probably the app and Instagram. Those are the most important ones. And then there's a way. And I just downloaded the app. It is so fucking cool. Like it's free. Download the app. You have so many resources, whether this is for your business or for your personal life, like go jump over to whatever. I, I don't believe in non-iPhone users. That's my humble opinion, but that's okay. So go to the app store, download the app, be a brand rebel, and <laughs> just embrace, learn. Yeah. And since a couple of months, we actually have a desktop version as well. So that's cool. really great. So you can access it on your laptop or, you know. Amazing. Computer such cool technology and way to show up and like disrupt the brand space. So, all right. Well, do you have anything else that you would like to add before we close it out? Hmm. No, I think that we kind of covered everything. I would just say, you know, um, yeah. If there's one takeaway, I would say, you know, don't just be yourself but be yourself and then some. Mm. meaning meaning that you know we never really know who we can be unless we own all the parts of who we are and we challenge ourselves in a safe mm. way obviously and then grow into who we can be so that's what I mean with that so be yourself and then some <laughs> oh that's beautiful place to put a pretty little bow on it so much gratitude to our guides for holding this space in this container bringing us together And if you love this, leave us a five-star review and check us out. All right. So much love. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you loved this episode, I deeply appreciate you subscribing and leaving a five-star review. Come join me online at soulsaturations.com or follow me on Instagram at soulsaturations. Feel free to slide into my DMs anytime and let me know what you love, what resonates, or any questions that you might have. And remember, only you can activate the light within.